What is the method of ultimate cultivation? What is ultimate cultivation? This is not an easy matter. I have yet to reach the ultimate. So, if you want me to speak of the ultimate method, I am lost for words. However, I know of one way by which we can cultivate, and it is this: let go. From this moment on, you begin to let go, and continue to let go until you become Buddha. After you have become Buddha, let go of Buddhahood. When you let go of even Buddhahood, then surely, that is the ultimate. How can a Buddhist practice such that he fulfills cultivating himself and supporting and protecting the Dharma in the truest manner? What should one do to be a true Buddhist practitioner? This is a very important question. To be a Buddhist practitioner, one needs to take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Learn and practice what the Buddha taught. Practice the Bodhisattva way. Safeguard and uphold the three treasures: Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Observe the five precepts and the ten virtuous deeds. Abstain from committing evil or unwholesome deeds. Do all virtuous deeds and purify one's mind. In this way, one is truly a Buddhist practitioner. As a Buddhist practitioner, you decide on and commit to one Buddhist center and one teacher. When you think that this teacher is worthy of your devotion and support, and when what the Buddhist center does is worthy of your support and protection, then you should give your support conscientiously and wholeheartedly. To cultivate is to eradicate all our self-serving and unwholesome conduct. And to perform all that is good and virtuous. In addition, one has to practice the Bodhisattva way. This is called supporting and protecting the Dharma, and cultivating the teachings of the Buddha. We often hear people say, "If we do not commit bad deeds, but instead help others often, then what need is there to learn Buddhism? How should we elucidate such a perception?" There are people who say, "It is enough that I do good deeds. Why should I believe in Buddhism? I only need to do good deeds." So what do I stand to gain by taking refuge in Buddhism and learning and practicing what the Buddha taught? Actually, although they proclaim that it suffices that they have a good heart, they do not know to what level of goodness their heart must reach. Even with the greatest goodness of heart, one may rise only to the heavens to enjoy heavenly blessings and happiness. But one is still not liberated 
To gain liberation, we need to aspire for liberation and learn and practice what the Buddha taught. Good and bad, we need to be liberated from them. Whether heaven or hell, we need to be liberated from it all. That is the objective of learning and practicing Buddhism. If you do not understand that learning and practicing Buddhism is for the sake of liberation and think that it is only about doing good deeds, then at the very best you can only ascend to the realm of heaven in your next life. What are merits and blessings? Is being a vegetarian considered meritorious? How does one cultivate in accordance with the Dharma? Merits and blessings are two different matters. Blessings are cultivated through using material or other means to benefit other people. It is a blessing when we benefit others. Merit is different. When we cultivate to a state where there are neither arisings nor ceasings in our minds, only then is it a merit. What merit is there in being vegetarian? To observe vegetarianism is to abstain from taking lives. In abstaining from killing while also cultivating, one's merits are very great indeed. However, despite being vegetarian and abstaining from taking lives, if one aids others in their killing, then one is also considered to have violated the precept. How should we curb the distractive thoughts that arise in our mind? Is the cause of distractive thoughts the karma that we bring with us through lifetime after lifetime? Originally, there were no distractive thoughts, so why do we have them? Observe where these distractive thoughts come from and let them return to whence they came. Your distractive thoughts are so troublesome. Where do they come from? They were not there originally. You constantly observe where it is that these thoughts arise from. Every day you observe your mind. Since distractive thoughts come from the mind, you should observe your mind. Originally, there were no distractive thoughts. Why do you have distractive thoughts? Let them return to wherever they came from. If that doesn't work, then ignore them and they'll go away. Why learn and practice Buddhism? First and foremost, we need to understand the meaning of the word Buddha. Buddha was a Sanskrit term used in India long ago. Translated into the Chinese language, it has the meaning of pure awareness, awakening and enlightenment. When we learn and practice Buddhism, the most important thing is to learn to have the pure awareness and the wisdom of the Buddha. For example, you go for an alcoholic drink. You feel that the drink was good, so you continue drinking one after another. However, you didn't have the awareness to realize that drinking isn't in fact good. The confused and disordered state from alcohol consumption can lead to bad consequences. However, with awareness, you would know that it is better not to drink. The basic requirement of practicing Buddhism is to have a mind of equality, great loving-kindness and compassion. 
However, I feel that I'm still unable to treat all sentient beings the way Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, and my Buddhist master do with such great equality, loving kindness, and compassion. Hence, I am deeply remorseful. Please enlighten me. You ask a very good question. Although presently you are unable to have loving kindness, compassion, and equality of mind, you already know that you need such a mind. The worst thing for human beings is not having that sense of shame and repentance. Since you already have this sense of shame and repentance, it means that you already have some awakening. It is a worry when people do not even know when they have committed many evil or unwholesome deeds. But for you, you are aware of the arising of thoughts and emotions in your mind. This is a kind of enlightenment. This is a rare and precious achievement. This is indeed excellent and praiseworthy. Since you already know that you have to think in this way, I believe that very soon you will be able to conduct yourself accordingly. I congratulate you. All phenomena arise by the aggregation of causes and conditions. All phenomena cease by the dispersion of causes and conditions. How do we apply this law of causality? Let's use the family to illustrate the law of causality. A family is established as a result of the aggregation of causes and conditions. Since the family has already been brought about by these various causes and conditions, we should therefore live harmoniously and joyfully as a family. Fulfilling this positive causality for the family will leave us with no regrets in the future. We shouldn't presume that all forms are empty. You are empty, I am also empty, and we are all empty. And so we don't care about anything. This is wrong. Since all things result from aggregations of causes and conditions, we must make good use of these causes and conditions. Let's have another example. It's only because I am here to give a Dharma talk that this bouquet of flowers has come into being. Therefore, we should place this bouquet nicely on the table so that everyone can appreciate it. If while we are admiring the flowers, a person comes along and declares, all phenomena arising from causes and conditions are empty. What use is there in having such a beautiful bouquet of flowers? And then this person removes it and throws it away. This person may not be of sound mind. Because you now know about the law of causality, you say that the flowers are empty. However, you are still physically here. You, as a person, have not emptied away. How could you say that the flowers are empty? Therefore, you should cultivate and diligently learn and practice what the Buddha taught. First, empty the inner sentient being. That is, the arising and ceasing of thoughts and feelings within you. And then you will not find that things in the world are contradictory. So from this we learn that what is seemingly contradictory in the world stems from failure to properly grasp the principles. 
because when the principles have not been correctly understood, there cannot be coherence in their application to matters of the world. This leads to lack of roundedness and harmony in the way we deal with things. An introduction to Buddhahood sect World Runchun Buddhism. The word Buddha means awakened or enlightened. A Buddha is a human being who has attained supreme enlightenment, and therefore is one who is truly and thoroughly awakened to the universal truth of life. Runchun Buddhism is the teachings of wisdom that Sakyamuni Buddha taught to humanity. In all, Sakyamuni Buddha. The teacher of Buddhism expounded five vehicles of Buddhism during his lifetime. These are: one, Runchun or Humanity Vehicle; two, Dewa Vehicle; three, Sravaka Vehicle; four, Pratyekabuddha Vehicle; five, Bodhisattva Vehicle. Vehicle is a term of analogy. It bears the meaning of a mode of conveyance. Such as a car, ship, or an aeroplane, which is able to ferry and deliver people or things from one place to another. Sakyamuni Buddha spoke the Dharma to suit the diverse capacities and levels of understanding of sentient beings, and hence the different vehicles of teachings came about. As is stated in the Lotus Sutra. In the Buddha lands of the ten directions, there is only but one ultimate vehicle of teaching. There is no second or third, unless we were referring to the expedient teachings that Buddha gave. The Buddha taught five vehicles of Buddhism to match with the different capacities and levels of understanding of human beings. Thus, from the ultimate point of view, there is only the Buddhahood vehicle. The vehicle that leads to supreme enlightenment. Humans are pivotal to the world on Earth. We are the creating masters of ourselves as well as our surroundings. As human beings, the right path in life is to emulate the Buddha in his learning and cultivation, practice the Bodhisattva way, and become a Buddha ourselves. For these reasons. Venerable Shankai, the teacher of World Runchun Buddhism, established the Buddhahood sect so that the people know that the main purpose of practicing Buddhism is to attain Buddhahood. Attaining supreme enlightenment is the correct goal of learning and practicing Buddhism. The venerable hopes that people of the world would earnestly practice Runchun Buddhism and observe the five precepts. And perform the ten virtuous deeds to form the foundation to ensure rebirth in the human form, lifetime after lifetime, so that we can continue to cultivate the bodhisattva way until we eventually attain Buddhahood. The Buddhahood sect promotes the teachings of Runchun Buddhism or Humanity Vehicle Buddhism, as taught by Sakyamuni Buddha. It pays homage to its founding teacher Sakyamuni Buddha, and follows the practices of all Bodhisattvas. The objective of the Buddhahood sect is to promote Runchun Buddhism, purify the human mind, 
unfold the innate wisdom of humankind and widely spread the bliss culture to facilitate the human world in becoming a blissful, pure land.